What up, Rail Split Nash? Hopefully you're all enjoying your COVID quarantine. Um, we're here to figure out a way to keep your kids busy today. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you're enjoying uh, your time at home with your family. Um, and, you know, uh, to get those uh, little ones out of your hair, uh, we, we kind of dedicate an episode to you. But before we get to that, let's get to our rail splitters. I'm joined with uh, the godfather of the podcast himself, Rail Splitter Boyce. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hope everybody's hanging in there and staying healthy. And, of course, everybody's favorite rail splitter, uh, Canadian Mary. What's happening? Hey, Rail Split Nash. I'm enjoying, well, sort of my housebound lifestyle now. When did you officially go on uh, shelter-in-place orders? Uh, my office was, uh, so Premier Ford said all non-essential businesses were closed. I think it came into effect Tuesday at uh, midnight. So I was done, I was told Tuesday, or well, no, I guess Wednesday at midnight or something. Anyway, I was told Tuesday... Um, around noon that I was not to come to the office the next day. So, um, that's a night. We don't know how long it's going to be. Oh, so you're a newbie to this quarantine stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I, well, I've been doing the, like ever since, I think it was about March 15th. I started not like, obviously not hanging out with my friends like not seeing my parents. Uh, going to work. I was still going to if you're work. You're going to work. You're not really quarantined. Okay, so I am now quarantined. I'm by far winning the quarantine battle. Okay, I'm officially on day ten or nine. I don't <laughs> even know. That's what happens. Voice is in a close second. He did have to finish off the week the other day. Um, that's what happens when uh, you get a fat paycheck. <laughs> um, <laughs> what day are you not? What? So it's been since Monday, or I guess Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, I've 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 done the grocery shopping. We kind of chose to have yeah. one person in our household do mm-hmm. all of this stuff outside. Um, so I've done the grocery shopping, and that's pretty much it. So, well, you'd um, also be doing some content for the show. Why don't you share? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. So, um, I just kind of thought a kind of a quarantine activity would be just to go to Lincoln slash Civil War sites locally. Um, so I call. I'm calling it Local Lincoln. Uh, I've done it for the past two days, um, and I've got one for tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. so. Um, and then i got a couple other places I can go. I just don't know if I'm going to get out there to continue posting on consecutive days. But just taking a couple, uh, you know, a minute or so video just explaining uh, a local uh, Lincoln or local Civil War site. Um I did the, we have a Lincoln bus called Iron Determination in downtown Rockford, Illinois. So I filmed one there um, and kind of demonstrated how to safely get your good luck from rubbing Lincoln's nose in the in the age of coronavirus. <laughs> uh, and then today I went to a uh, former Civil War camp uh, in Rockford where four regiments were trained and got ready for war in late 1862. Uh, and then tomorrow I got another one and then hopefully I'll get to some, maybe a Black Hawk war site, maybe a debate site, uh, over the next few days. We'll have to see if I'm, if I'm able to get over there. But, uh, I also would like to encourage everyone out there, if you're out for a walk or whatever, and you see something in your town or if there's anything in your town that would be worth kind of showing off, please do so. Um, and we'd love to kind of see, you know, what's out there, um, because I've always liked to, when I travel, I kind of like to sniff out some Lincoln statues if I can, or memorials or whatnot. So, yeah, definitely jump on and jump on the local Lincoln train, and, and let's see what you got. I think it's really right. awesome that you're out doing that. I I can't hear, in, well, I could in Goderich, but I don't have any Lincoln sites. There's lots of different mm-hmm. historical sites, but they're not Lincoln-related. Yeah, and it looks like uh, you haven't shaved for a couple of days there, boys. <laughs> I have not. You're I growing not. out the beard? Uh, I... Uh, typically shave once a week uh don't really have much uh, I, I don't really have the uh, the nick beard at all i think i probably would have been kicked out of the union army for my 
total lack of facial hair, but it has been a few days. It's been a couple of weeks actually, and you can barely see it. So, hey, I say uh, you don't shave till uh, the court till the kids are back at school. So that I could might, lead us. That could lead us to the fall fall semester. Yep. I, I think I'm going to have to actually go in next week. So, well, the kids uh, though. I know. We'll I talk know. about when the kids come back. So yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to. <laughs> it's not real popular on the home front sometimes when it gets too bad. Well, they get they get over it once it gets to a certain length. <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that a fact? Is that they right? Get no. over it? No, no. <laughs> sure, sure they do. <laughs> um. All right. So last week our episode, uh, we all pitched our book for the next book club, and the votes have been tallied. Um, they have been counted up numerous times because mm-hmm. I believe it was over a million votes. <laughs> and after the votes, Mary, I know you have the results. So if you say your name, it's probably definitely a rigged election. <laughs> um, but let's find out. So who is the winner? What's the word? Who won? Tried by War by James McPherson won. Ugh. With seven, with 17 votes um and you two came 17 million yeah 17 mil- yeah 17 million votes um every drop of blood and reconstruction both tied for second with 12 votes 12 million that's yes, pretty amazing that we votes. both got 12 million what are the odds yeah, of that? such even numbers that's great that's an astronomical number of votes 17 million plus 24 million <laughs> so technically we won if you add up our votes compared to yours, she, she, I believe that's called a plurality. Yeah, and then you two have to pick which book to read. I believe it's called a victory. <laughs> yes, we beat Mary. I think Mary wins with a plurality, <laughs> not a majority, as I think all you're pointing out. No, I'm pointing out victory. This is victory for I got all I was asking for is one vote, and I got 11 more, so I'm happy. You're, you're I agree. Good. All right. Uh, what's the game plan? When are we starting this? I'm ready, man. You're hosting. Yep. Jump right in. No, I'm talking about the book club. book club. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the episode. <laughs> I say, well, since a lot Here. of people are in quarantine right now, what if we said, if we read the first maybe three chapters for two weeks from now? That's perfect. Gives you a week to get it on your Kindle um, or get it from Amazon, and then we'll do the first three chapters. So two weeks from today, if you're listening to this, the day the episode dropped. Um, if you're not, then you're a little under that. So um, it'll be actually leading into Easter weekend, so April 9th. Ah, oh, damn, I'm going to be back to work, according to Trump. <laughs> you going to go to church on Easter. Yeah. yeah. So- uh <laughs> We're not going down this rabbit hole. No. I'm taking control no, of the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stop we, the derail. <laughs> we're going to keep this positive. That's why we're here. Yes, we're here we're to here help. For, yes, we're here for the kids tonight. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges I'm sure a lot of you are facing is working from home as well as watching your children. And what better way to keep the child busy than, um, you know, reading them a book or having them read a book? So we are going to share some children books dealing specifically with Abraham Lincoln. And I'm hosting because um, I'm not allowed to have children, Um, actually. (laughs) That's not true. But I don't have any kids. Neither do I. And I'm an evil person. Mary's nice and Boyce has children. So they have done the majority of the legwork on this. And some of our listeners have also shared some of their favorites. So we're just going to kind of run through stuff, talk about um, what the book is, why we love it, and how the kids, or I'm sure Boyce can give us specifically how his children have responded to them. So, Mary, you're the one to put the list together, so let's throw it your way. Okay, and just um, so... This is a housekeeping thing <laughs> between the rail splitters, which you guys get to hear. So the show notes are all the books that I've picked. I have no idea which ones Jeremy is going to talk about. I they got my stack right here. It could be the same. They could be different. but They I'm... are actually not. They are not the same. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to start us off. Um, so the one that I have is I Am Abraham Lincoln by Brad Meltzer. And he's a New York 
Times bestselling author. He's written some suspense novels, which are along the lines of like the Da Vinci Code, that kind of out there uh, suspense fiction with a little bit of history thrown into it. Um, they're actually really good. Re- they're actually very good, quick reads. Um, if you just need a book to kind of like let go for a while, they're, his books are really good for that. So this book about Abraham Lincoln is part of a series of books for children called Ordinary People Change the World. And there's a whole bunch of books in this series. So there's not just Lincoln, there's Amelia Earhart, Walt Disney, Harriet Tubman. And it's also most recently become a PBS uh, kids series. And the books all have very positive message Um, in this one. So it tells the story of Lincoln, but the message is to be kind and to stand up for others who are being oppressed or bullied um, and he uses, there's examples from Lincoln's life. Um, so for example, when Lincoln, when he was around 10 years old, saw some boys putting hot coals on the backs of turtles to see what would happen. And, um, as well as dealing with the Clary's Grove boys, um, the one for the turtles, like the quote from the book is that in that moment, I could have just walked away when you're 10 years old, it's hard to do the right thing, but someone has to. So Lincoln tells the boys to let the turtle go and they do. And it also has, of course, Lincoln freeing the slaves in it. And it touches on like things Lincoln liked to do, like reading, like basically saying it's okay if you, you know, telling a child it's okay if you want to read, it's okay to be a book nerd. Um, so when I posted this particular photo last week in, on from my Twitter account, Anne, um, one of my followers, she's the director and curator of the Lincoln Heritage Museum. She responded and said that her children love this book. And she said, I love how it shows the kindness of Lincoln, and it is written in a way that kids can understand why Lincoln is one of our greatest presidents. So that is my first book. Cool. Yeah, I like that, especially um, – it's always interesting to me, like, how how do you write uh, history for children? Because there's obviously lots of things that you have to leave out, um, sort of try to get the essence of a person across – without it being too flowery and rainbowy, you know, and I think there are certainly Lincoln books that are a little, little heavy handed uh, with that. Um, but I like that kindness is, is, is definitely a common to a lot of children's books about Lincoln. And I think that's a good trait to, to highlight for sure. Oh, uh, the first book I picked is called Abe Lincoln remembers um, by Ann Turner, uh, and the illustrations in this book are actually paintings. Uh, so there's paintings by Wendell Miner. So this, most of the books, I actually, all the books I chose are, um, picture books, you know, books that you would probably read to a child between three and, you know, when they kind of start to read on their own. Um, so the narrative style of this book is, is, uh, written in the first person. Um, so, you know, it's as if Lincoln is kind of telling his own story, hence the Abe Lincoln remembers, title um i think the best part about this is the illustration or the paintings um they're they're well done it's kind of nice that it's not kind of your your typical drawing or a typical illustration um so we go through uh it focuses largely on his younger life which i think a lot of these books do because kids like to hear about other kids more than adults so um, a lot of the books focus on the, the prairie days. Uh, so Tim, you know, goes through him reading. He's got a nice painting of him reading at a tree. Then they go into his trip down the Mississippi, his time as a, as a wrestler. Uh, and then it goes into his political life. Uh, Mary's, you know, there's a nice painting of Mary, which I don't know how accurate the actual painting is. Um, but, um, she's shown in a very positive way, which is good. Um, you know, the, the, the kids are in there. There's very little mention of the war, um, there's just a, uh, recreation of the McClellan and Lincoln conversation or one of them in 1862. And then a painting at Gettysburg. Um, the weirdest little element of this book, uh, and spoiler alert, cause it's the last page. Um, but the whole book is told as if he's remembering. So he's saying, I did this and I did this and I remember that. Um, and then you find out where he is when he's reminiscing all of this stuff. So the last page, the painting is him with his, with his arm around, uh, Mary Lincoln. It's not the most historically accurate of paintings probably, but, uh, the last page reads, I told Mary that tonight is a time to be happy as we wait to go see a play. Oh, (laughs) so it's kind of like a, Oh, 
bit of a downer. Um, they don't really address it. Yeah. So the kids, I guess, they, you know, may not know. Um, but then he says, I think again, that little house, the small window, the piece of sky with two birds and one squirrel. How much has come to pass since then? How much there is still to be done? And then he presumably goes to Ford's theater. So um, that's kind of an interesting little narrative twist that kind of, it's a little bit shocking, uh, but it's a decent book. Uh, good bedtime, good bedtime book, um, especially with the, the paintings for the illustrations. Very cool. And I think, yeah, I, I meant to mention with my, the book, the first one I picked, it, it probably would be like in the five to eight year old range to read to, or when a kid is starting to read. Excellent. All right. So, all right, Mary, you're up again. Okay, the next round two. Round two. So, the next book I have is Abe Lincoln at Last, and it's part of the Magic Treehouse series, which has been around for I think it started back when I was maybe like 12 or 13 years old. Um, and so it's for ages seven to nine, and it's about two children, Jack and Annie who travel back in time. And in this one, they travel back to see Lincoln as president, but even further back to meet him when he was a child. And they have a mission. Every, every book they have a mission. In this particular one, they have to get a special feather from Lincoln to save Penny the penguin. Um, but President Lincoln is much too busy running a country at war, so the kids go even further back to look for Abe as a boy. Instead, they meet a ragged orphan named Sam who also needs their help. Can Jack and Annie do the right thing and save a president, a troubled nation, and Penny as well? <laughs> um, and there's also um, the nice thing about these Magic Treehouse books. So, like I said, it ages seven to nine, and it's just over 100 pages long. But they've got activities in them as well as, like, a little bit of a bio. But they also do another, like, kind of a companion series called The Fast Trackers. and um, Or, no, Fact Tracker. And what it is is it's like a kid's book about abraham lincoln that is a companion book to this one so you have kind of the the fiction book for the children but then you can get them the fact tracker which is kind of like the biography as well which is it's good that you can do that and um they have another book in this series called civil war civil war on sunday i think which um obviously looks at the civil war so and this book also came with stickers too which i apparently have not used any of them yet just looking at them. So it's got stickers in it as well. What kind of, what do they look like? The stickers. They're actually pretty cool. Yeah. Stickers always popular. You'll yep. find them all over your house. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I might just stick these in random places in my house and see if Jerry can find them. See if that's, he notices. That's probably the most commonly uh commonly uh used method or commonly most common method of use of those stickers probably for children well, based on my experience with stickers and kids. We don't have children. So maybe I need to do something like that and just, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stickers always an added bonus. Um, the next book I have is, uh, called Abe Lincoln, the boy who loved books. Um, it is a pet peeve of mine with people cause I, cause Abraham Lincoln, like always wanted to be called Abraham asked to be called Abraham wanted, you know, that was what he went by. So that's why I call it. It's kind of like the Mary Lincoln. That was Mm -hmm. her, that was the name she wanted. So, um, but anyway, uh, Abe Lincoln, the boy who loved to read this one is very similar actually to Abe Lincoln remembers. Uh, the illustrations are all paintings. Uh, this is by Kate Winters. Um, and the paintings are by Nancy Carpenter. Um, this focus is exclusively, almost exclusively on his, childhood and it's got a lot of the kind of apocryphal you know legend fable kind of stories about you know him going to school with a charcoal stick and you know him like writing letters and tree stumps and you know things that the historic record really has no way of verifying um but it does do a good job of kind of promoting him as as a reader as a young person and and also taking him through his his time growing up, but there's, you know, some stories of like the family, you know, being scared of bears and stuff, which I really don't know if there's a whole lot of bears in Indiana, but, um, there's like a painting of like, there's a painting of him sitting next to the, like the whole family sitting next to this roaring campfire with two grizzly bears coming up on them. <laughs> and, uh, both Thomas Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln are holding rifles uh, so there's a little bit of, you know, I think they're playing it up a little bit. I can't imagine two grizzlies really attacking anybody in Southern Indiana, but 
stranger things have happened, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. That's not a story from Lincoln's childhood that I'm familiar with. Um, but there's also, you know, there's photos of him helping build the log cabin and climbing up to the loft and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun probably for younger kids. You're definitely, um, it's definitely going to be much more of the fable of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, there's a painting of him chopping down a tree and he's chopped the letter A into the tree that he's chopping down with an ax, apparently, because that's how much he loved letters because this one is called Abe Lincoln, the boy who loved to read. Um, but it's fun. You know, it's a decent book just to kind of spark a little bit of interest in it. And especially if you want a, a young person to kind of spark a little interest in what the frontier was like. So it's decent. Um, you know, again, kind of a bedtime read. Uh, they, they could be pretty good. And it really doesn't uh, get to his um, presidency really at all. Very, very little. There's maybe two or so pages um, on it. And one of them, he's just reading. It's in this one. I'm kind of hating on this book. But see this page here? It shows Abraham Lincoln. Like, see, he's so I see how he's like, I'm showing this on the Google chat. But he's sitting at a desk reading. And there's a picture under, of him. Yeah, underneath a gigantic portrait of himself. <laughs> That is the longest picture yeah, I've it's, ever seen in anybody's insane. house that's right over the fireplace. It is yeah. the most non-Lincoln thing to do to be like, um, you have this giant office with a desk and a fireplace with a coonskin cap on the mantle. Oh. And then what would be equivalent? I mean, that's got to be a 15-foot or more painting of himself. Yeah. So, like, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> They took some liberties, let's say, <laughs> with this one. Um, but again, that's where we're talking. You know, we're talking about kids' books here. I wouldn't say avoid it for its historical inaccuracies, but I would make sure you're taking it for what it is, and yes. it's more something to spark a little bit of interest in prairie life than any sort of real learning about Lincoln. And the the bear thing came up in a couple of the books that um, that I'm going to share soon. Yeah, Which I, I was like, really? Grizzly bears? Maybe at that time there was. I don't know. Frontier is a scary place. I'm yep. sure, you know, there's definitely wildlife out there. But... Yeah. Dude, grizzly, dude, I saw the gross. I'm getting off track. I said I wouldn't do this. But on Instagram, there is the grossest picture I've ever seen. This dude got mauled by a grizzly bear, like, took a snack out of his face. Oh, oh God. Jeez. And, like, the dude, like, took a photo of it. I don't know why this guy did it. And he's like explaining what happened, and he has no face. Wow! I kid you not. Oh! If you want to see it, let me know, and I'll share it with you later. No, that's but anyway, okay. I'm gonna pass. That's a hard okay, pass. That's that's, hard that's pass. really yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, going to round three after that. <laughs> okay, so my next book is uh, "Who Was Abraham Lincoln" by Janet B. Pascal, and it's part of the "Who Was" book series. And I'll just show you guys the cover. All the mm-hmm. books in this series have, have like bobblehead style. First of all, yeah, he would fall over if he had head like. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's all the I've seen a couple other books in the series, and it's the same thing. It's these bobbleheads. Um, it's a chapter book, and there's over 200 titles in in the entire series. Um, and I would say it's for ages eight and up. And it has a small bibliography in the back, which. Um, I think a few of the books the rail splitters might be or um, heard of before. There's uh, David Herbert Donald's Lincoln is the first one mentioned, and then there's a couple others too. There's Lincoln: A Photobiography by Russell Friedman, Abraham Lincoln: Letters from a Slave Girl by Andrea Davis Pinckney, and Abraham Lincoln: A Photographic Story of Life, as well as one called Mr. Lincoln's Boys. And it also has like a timeline of Abraham Lincoln's life and a timeline of what was going on in the world during his life too. So they're pretty detailed, interesting books. Um, like this one's probably the longest one that I have of the ones I'm going to talk about, but what caught my eye was the the cover of it. And I know don't judge a book by the cover, but plus it was Abraham Lincoln. So, and I do call, I, I collect books about Abraham Lincoln, whether they're for adults or children. Um, so yeah, this one I think would be a good one for, you know, if you got like a, eight and up kind of the good starter bio about Abraham Lincoln, like a more detailed one than the other ones I've talked about. Yeah, that's a series. And I think that's, yeah, definitely one where like an emerging reader would read on their own, probably more yeah. than you would read to them. Um, and that's actually now a series on Netflix. Um, they did have not done the Abraham Lincoln 
episode yet, but they've done a handful of others. Um, uh, it's called Who Was. So I uh, just actually stumbled across that this week. So, but yeah, that is, it's a Netflix series as well. Um, and they've got all kinds of them. So, and they all have that caricature cover, which is kind of, kind of fun. Uh, the next book I have is called Looking at Lincoln. Uh, this one was actually also recommended, I think, in our um, on social media for us. It's 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 a classic, I think, in the picture book uh, canon, I guess, of Abraham Lincoln picture books. Um, it's by uh, Myra Coleman. Um, and I'm trying to see when this was originally published. It's not. They don't really have copyrights the same way as. Big people books, apparently. Um, I like that. Big people books. Oh, no. 2012. I thought it was older than that. Uh, the Jacket Art was 2012. So um, this one, again, is, has paintings for the illustration, but they're much more um, not quite as literal. They're a little bit more, um, I don't know, my art knowledge is not very strong, but I don't want to say impressionist, but they're a little more abstract. That's what I'm looking for. A little bit more abstract, a little bit more colorful. Um but it's kind of like uh, told through the eyes of a, of a young girl who's kind of imagining things as she's going on a walk, um, which is kind of a neat way to tell the story. So she's kind of telling a story of Lincoln through her own kind of daydream, which I think a lot of kids who are book nerds can definitely relate to. Um, so and then she kind of goes to a couple different places um, and they, there's, there's just just general facts about his life. They do mention uh, his stepmother, um, and there's a kind of a interpretation of that painting. There's the poem from Springfield. It does go into his presidency quite quite a lot more than the other books um, do for sure. Um, and it talks about you know his love of music. There's paintings of Frederick Douglass and Sojourner Truth, which is nice to see. Um, they do address the fact that there's um, you know civil war. There's violence. It talks about Elmer Ellsworth, who I actually mentioned on the local Lincoln uh, this morning, who uh, lived in Rockford, Illinois, for some time. Um, I'm going to probably talk about him on another local Lincoln that I'm going to hopefully do this week, too. Um, but talked about how that was kind of a touching or a touchstone, I guess, in Lincoln's life when, when he when he was killed. First officer killed in the Civil War. Um, there's a painting of a very recognizable chair uh, that's in the Henry Ford Museum. Um so that's um, they do address the assassination, um, and they have nice, nice uh, line in here. Um, the news spread; people across the land wept with grief for their fallen leader. But a great man is never really gone. So I don't know if Star Wars actually stole that line when uh, Luke tells Leia, "No one's ever really gone." From this book, I don't think they did, but <laughs> it's kind of cool to see an echo in the Star Wars universe. Um, and then at the end, there's this kind of a famous um, paint, painting, and it's on the cover too, where uh, the girl, uh, the girl who's kind of seeing this through, uh, seeing the story through her eyes, goes to the Lincoln Memorial and, and kind of looks on Lincoln, and it's pretty cool. Um, and it says, "As his memorial, you can read the words he wrote near the end of the war with malice toward none, with charity for all, and you can look into his beautiful eyes. Just look." So, very very cool book. Um, and it also um, cites has a little bibliography like other books do, and it's kind of interesting to look at the bibliographies because they actually are, have scholarly biographies and things in them. So um, that's worth checking out. So yeah, um, that's that's looking at Lincoln. Great cover of the Lincoln Memorial in the our little narrator oh, cool. person on the front. So pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you have another one or I've got two more. So do I. That worked out perfectly. Awesome. All right. And no, we did not plan that. No, not at <laughs> no, all. No. Um, so my next one is, um, it's not part of a series. It's just an ind- individual title. It's called Abe Lincoln, The Young Years, and it's written by Keith, or written by Keith Brandt. It was published in 1982, and it was one of my first books, like my first children's books, uh, book about Lincoln. Um, my first book about Lincoln was the one that was part of the Time Life Civil War series called... Um, assassination death of a president so not that's not a kid's book Um, but that was my at the age of six that was my first lincoln book um this was one i think i bought it i don't know if you two will remember the scholastic uh not necessarily the book fairs but you would get like the the order form yep yeah the little newspaper yeah yeah. that's where i got this book from um 
I don't know how much it would. Those have are been. still around. Those are they are really still around? Oh yeah. My God, I went nuts for those things. They were oh, yeah. awesome. There are things that book nerds, I think, share, and that's like getting geeked up for Scholastic. Oh. And they were like really, really cheaply made paperbacks, usually. And, yeah. But yeah. The the teacher could always count on me to uh, like bring back something that was going to be ordered because I think part mm-hmm. of the like some of the money went back to the school as well or something like that. Oh so, yeah, yep, yep. Um, anyway, this one is it focuses obviously just on Abraham Lincoln's uh, younger years. And it's just a very basic story geared probably to, I don't know, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. And it's illustrated, and it's, yeah, so here's the bear. Wow, that is sinister. Yeah, it's a scary-looking bear. You don't mess with bears, man. Yeah, it says, it was a frightening time for youngsters. At night, they could hear bears and wildcats prowling in the dark woods near their cabin. Have these people ever been to Indiana or Illinois, like... I mean, maybe in some of the mountains in Kentucky, there might have been. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at that wow, time there yeah, was because there was more wilderness. Know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, but man, that's... Dude, we had a bear in the Rockford area. What was that, like four or five years ago? Yeah, a bear. But like, this is making it sound like like they're up in Montana or something where it's like, you know, where you got to take like grizzly precautions. and. <laughs> yeah, hey. that's... Bears were much more frequent back in the day. Apparently, according to our sources here, which are books intended for kids under 10. Hey, that's the only books I read. (laughs) (laughs) Do they have to be illustrated too? Preferably. Preferably. Uh, No words. Just no (laughs) words, just the picture books. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I I read this book a lot as a kid, and it was like, it cost me all of, well, actually my parents paid for it. Who am I kidding? (laughs) $3.50. But I've kept it all these years, and I actually um, wrote in it. I don't know if you guys can see that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. This book belongged to Mary Fincher. This book belongs to Mary Fincher. That's evidence right there. Lifelong Lincolnship. Yeah, that was... I would have printed that when I was six years old. It's not all printed. The two O's look like they were cursive. I was attempting cursive at that point. (laughs) <laughs> or you were making glasses, one of the two. Yeah, I think I was making glasses. Yeah, that's it. I was being creative. All right. Hey, I'm going to chop in here because Mary talked about one of her first books. I actually remembered I have the great mate, Meet Abraham Lincoln. Look how old this pup is. Wow. Whoa. 1965 copyright date on this. This was part of like the Step Up book series. And my grandparents had this in their basement. I remember these. There's a bunch of them. Like There's a Teddy Roosevelt. Like Christopher Columbus, of course, you know. Um, so right there, you know, they were probably written by a white male. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it kind of just brought back some memories. This was probably meant for 10th to 13-year-olds. Uh, and Barbara Gary wrote it, illustrated by Jack Davis. So, yeah, I found this on the shelf. This is probably the oldest in the collection we're talking about today. So uh, I would not necessarily recommend it. I'm sure there's much better out there. But yeah, I have this at the house. Those are good, good times. That's cool. Yeah. See that? I think that's the thing about a lot of those books is it's not just what it means now when you're reading to your own kids, but when they have their own libraries or whatever, taking it with them. Uh, Mary, you mentioned the Scholastic book order forms. Um, I'll never forget my fourth grade teacher bought books for every kid in the class and she bought oh. me, uh, she got me the Lincoln, a photobiography, which mm-hmm. won the Newberry uh, Award, uh, because I, we, gave, we had to give a presentation on what we collected, and I collected books about presidents. <laughs> um, so she um, decided that that one was for me. So That's awesome. Um, that's, a, that's a really, really good book for, for those middle grades. Um, but, and it's all photos, mostly from Matthew Brady, of course, and just a really, really quality book. So uh, the next book I have is called Abe Lincoln's Dream. I really, really like this. It's by Lane Smith. Um, this is very much a kind of a fantasy or fantastical kind of book that illustrations are <laughs> super cool. Um, so it starts out where um, it goes through famous White House dogs being afraid to go into the Lincoln bedroom because they think it's haunted. Um, and then this this young girl strays away from her tour of the white house and goes into the Lincoln bedroom and finds Abraham Lincoln reading the copy of the Gettysburg address. That's famously in the Lincoln bedroom. Um, and 
then she, then the ghost of Lincoln kind of takes her on this this trip where they're flying around and kind of going through things. But the illustrations are really um, they kind of remind me of um, there's there's a movie that came out. It's kind of like that cut paper style of animation. Kind of it's all drawn. Um, it's just really really cool, and the and the typescript is kind of creatively done so like the words are kind of in different fonts and kind of go around the images oh that's cool it reminds me of the movie yeah. persepolis yeah that's what i was looking for yes i almost I, I wanted to say anime but i knew that wasn't it but yes um so yeah it's it's pretty cool and uh the there's um she's kind of filling in abraham lincoln on how everything went um you know basically saying like okay i did all of this stuff is it working out he says are the states united did that work out yes that worked out fine and equality for all he asked that's working out too she said it's getting better all the time um so it's kind of cool um but there's definitely kind of some like funny lincoln colloquialisms in there like you know uh and man he asked does he no longer fuss and fight with his fellow man (laughs) she says we're still working on that one so um so that's kind of cool um but yeah he and then um when she's done telling him of how far the world has come since his death he says my stars he said we have come a long way three cheers and belly who <laughs> so it's kind of fun um yeah definitely you know kids really respond well to those kind of unique illustrations and that kind of thing so um uh so yeah this is a really cool book it's unique for sure it's called abe lincoln's dream by lane smith cool all right barry what's the last book you got for us mine is called the story of the gettysburg address by kenneth richards and it was originally published in 1969 but my aunt and uncle brought it back for me for me from their trip to gettysburg in the late 1980s and uh it's still got the price sticker on it 395 nice um, and anyway, it's obviously, as it says, it's a story of the Gettysburg address. Um, and it starts actually, um, I think it starts in the late, begins in the 1850s, kind of telling, basically explain to me like I'm five, how the civil war started. So it's like, slavery is not rights, shouted the people of the North. We will do what we want in our own States, answered the people of the South. So just kind of talking like that, which is fine for, I think a kid to, to get them, into the Civil War and understand what happened. Um, and then it talks about the Battle of Gettysburg, why Lincoln went there, the, his journey there, as well as the speech. But the one thing that I really like about it is the book ends with two children walking back to the farm with their father after having witnessed Lincoln give the Gettysburg Address. And they're asking him questions that um, kind of, I think they help to answer some of the harder questions kids might have about it. Like, what does four score and seven years ago mean? Um, and they seem like questions that a child would actually ask and they're woven into the story. So this would definitely be in the seven to 10 age range, but I don't know that it's actually in print anymore since I've had it for 30 some years and it's originally (laughs) printed in 1969. Um, but yeah, that's my final book there and I still have it after all these years. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, and my last book is called uh, Abe's Honest Words. Uh, it's by Doreen Rappaport with paintings by uh, Kadir Nelson. I really, really like this one. This is kind of my go-to. Like I, I give to babies when they're born to start their libraries. I've done that to my, friend, my nephew and a couple other um, new families. I like it a lot because it, it's a pretty accurate and, you know, it's definitely a picture book. Um, it's, it's, it, has a lot of accurate details of Lincoln's life, but every page has a quote from Lincoln in his own words from about that time in his life. So the first one has his famous, you know, Abraham Lincoln is my name. And with my pen, I wrote the same. Um, I wrote it in both haste and speed and left it here for fools to read. So that's kind of a famous thing that he had written in one of his books. Um, so it's really, really, I really like that, that it kind of combines the, um, the story along with quotes that align up with it that are accessible to a, to a young person and a young reader. So um, that's very, very cool. Um, there's uh, the paintings are a little bit more realistic and I think pretty accurate. You can even kind of see there's some Easter eggs in the background of some of them where you can see some famous people of the day and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good one. And um, I like the whole series. Like there's, you know, there's like a, 
painting of the cabinet room so you can kind of oh, see. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's kind of neat too, especially if you've been to the museum, it very much looks like it. And, um, so yeah, there's definitely, definitely a lot of, a lot of good stuff in here. Um, and then of course the entire Gettysburg address is written at the end, which is kind of cool. If you wanted to read that, um, there's a list of important dates. Um, and then of course the selected sources for that, um, James McPherson made the list, Doris Kearns Goodwin, David Herbert Donald. So um, a lot of good stuff there. And this is actually, Doran Rappaport has written a series of these. There's one on John Lennon, John Kennedy, Martin Luther King. Um, so they're all, they're all pretty good. So um, that's my last book. All right. Now, Mary, I know uh, some people shared on social media with us. Do you want to give a quick rundown of some of those? Sure, yeah. So I put the word out yesterday um, that we were doing this episode, and I just asked our listeners on Facebook if they had any kids' books they recommended, and we got a really good response to it, which our Real Twitter community on both Twitter and Facebook is is really, really awesome. So thank you to all those who responded. So Jen, she said, I am Abraham Lincoln by Brad Meltzer, um, which was one of the first ones I talked to. And then Anne said that that one as well. Um, and she also had Where is Abe by Carla Mayernick, The Story of Abraham Lincoln by Patricia A. Um, Pingree, and Looking at Lincoln, which I believe you also talked about, Jeremy, by, mm-hmm. is it Myra Kalman? That's how I read it, yeah. Yeah. And then Carol, um, so she said, Praying to Abraham Lincoln by Judith Castley. It's about a girl in New Jersey, maybe about 10 years old, whose father has heart disease. He gives her a framed photo of Lincoln and a book of his work. She loves Lincoln's compassionate face, and after her father dies, she finds comfort in the letter of Mrs. Bixby and in talking to the picture to share her feelings with with Lincoln. Um, And it's very moving and accurate as to its description on the basics of Lincoln's life. Um, And then I think this was Eric Lee, who is... He was one of the ones we met in Springfield. He said, One of the first books about Lincoln I ever owned was Just a Few Words, Mr. Lincoln. It was the story about the Gettysburg Address. The full address was printed on the last page, and it's what I used to memorize the address as a kid. And he still has that book, too, and he shared a picture of it as well. Um, and then Brian, had he posted a few photos, or a photo of some of the Lincoln books that his daughter likes, um, including Abraham Lincoln, The Boy, The Man, Mr. Lincoln's Boys, Tad Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, The Hammer and the Anvil, which is about Lincoln and Stephen Douglas, and Women Who Broke the Rules, Mary Todd Lincoln, which <laughs> I kind of was like laughing at the title of it, but then I thought that probably would be a cool um, cool one to read, although it should just be Mary Lincoln from what we've learned on mm-hmm. the show. Um, Tom said Abraham Lincoln's Dueling Words and Abraham Lincoln, America's Greatest President. And then Dan said The Lincoln Reader. And Michelle, who she has twins, She said, we highly recommend Robert Burley's Abraham Lincoln Comes Home. It talks about his journey from D.C. to Springfield on the funeral train. Though the story is obviously sad and somber, my twins loved the book. We stumbled upon it a few years ago at our local library. I think we borrowed it at least 10 times now. So that's pretty awesome. And then finally, um, Jeff chimed in with a few. Abraham Lincoln by Bella Coral was his first Lincoln book given to him at age five. And he still has his copy of it. It was first published in the 1950s. And then a classic book about Lincoln called Abe Lincoln Gets His Chance. And it's still in print. It's written by Francis Cavanaugh. And then one that he had at the, he bought the book when he was um, in school through the Scholastic Book Services when he was in fourth grade. So Scholastic's coming back again. It was called The Death of Lincoln by Lee Ray Heyman. And then finally, um, he says, this is the best book about Lincoln, be it for kids or adults. It's one of the best. Lincoln and His Boys by Rosemary Wells. It's an exceptional book for children. And it's written from the viewpoint of Willie and Tad. So thank you right. again to all our listeners for responding. Um, gave us some other great choices. And it was nice to see that there was such variety. That's what I was wondering, if, the, if there would be variety or if there would be, you know, a lot of the same titles mentioned. Yes, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and if you haven't, yep, and uh, if you didn't see that post, but you want to share some others that we haven't mentioned, please do, so we appreciate it. So we hope this helps you. Um, Keep your kids occupied during this quarantine time. I'm sure the vast majority of what we said is available out there um, on Amazon, so yeah, take advantage of that. 
So let's get to our two weekly segments. Our first one is for the people, by the people. Mary or Jeremy, which one of you would like to go first? I can go first. You don't mind? Right. Sorry to jump in there, Jeremy. Not at all. Not at all. Um, actually, mine is what Jeremy has been doing this week with... Um, oh, thank you. Getting out and around and showing us the different sites in Rockford. And I really appreciate you doing that, bringing that history to our listeners, because we can't really go anywhere right now. So it's it's wonderful that you're doing that. And I think it's wonderful addition to the show and all that. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And yeah, I've enjoyed it. So And hopefully a couple other people jump on board and find some stuff uh, as well. Um, because I got a few more, but you know, there's only so much in each town that we can that we can check out. So, um, the one I picked uh, was a post on Instagram uh, by the from the Lincoln Museum. Um, they posted right. Uh, this was five days ago, so um, the end of last week. Um, they posted. There's an overhang that kind of goes over a street in downtown Springfield from, I believe, it's St. John's Hospital. Um, and the Lincoln Museum has like an advertisement kind of billboard type thing in there, but it's um, Lincoln's face and then a quote from Lincoln that says, let us confidently hope that all will yet be well. Um, so they posted it uh, with the caption, we thought a few words of encouragement from Abraham Lincoln might help us all. So we put up this banner between the museum and the library buildings. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's not from. It's not from the hospital. There is an overhang from a hospital in Springfield, but this is actually from the museum to the library going over. Oh, okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't catch that from when I saw the picture. But uh, the over the, the crosswalk thing, the over overpass or whatever, um, between their buildings, uh, let us confidently hope that all will yet be well. So um, they put that up in their own space, which I thought was, was very cool and a, and a great quote to, to put up in, in these very unique times. Yes, mine comes from our Facebook group. Um, if you haven't joined, please do. We're sitting at 520 members now. Um, but it comes from yesterday, so this would be tonight's Thursday, Wednesday. Dr. Tom Pete. Yes. He, oh, yeah. Um, has gone back to his, I don't know, like this massive annotated bibliography on Lincoln Books. And he has a recommendation chapter. And. He has a part there that says best Abraham Lincoln podcast and the rail splitter is included. <laughs> so that is an honor and a privilege, sir. So we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, if you're a huge Lincoln fan, you don't have his book. I recommend grabbing it. It's the, you know, it literally has, it feels like every single book that's ever mentioned Lincoln. Yeah. Um, so it's quite the collection of all the different Lincoln books as far as a description, what they're at. Um, it goes in much more detail than that as well. So thank you, sir. We appreciate it, and we are honored. Yes, thank you, all Tom. Right. And I don't know if either of you caught it, but we do have two more to read. We had two reviews this week. Oh. Ross. So um, I'm going to go in reverse order for reasons that will be clear. Uh, this one was from Hebar, H-E-A-B-A-R, on Tuesday. Uh, it is a two-star review oh. with the title, Disappointed. I uh, was, <laughs> was very excited to find a Lincoln podcast. Not so much now. I like to listen to podcasts on my drive to work, which takes about 30 minutes. During the first Trail Splitter episode I listened to, I had almost arrived at work before they actually began talking about the subject matter. The following episodes have been pretty much the same. I don't really listen to find out about these folks' personal lives. Doubt I'll be back. So thanks for the review. We read them all, clearly. Yep. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, I, whatever. I'm not going to disagree. We do talk about stuff, but, um, whatever. That's the way we've um, always been. It is. I, you know, there's this thing on my podcast app, which I really like, which is you can fast forward through stuff. Yep. And I'll be honest. I do that a lot when I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I'm like, all right, not into this. And I'll hit that 30 second little forward thing a few times. And, uh, and get there. There's one trivia podcast I really like. They do a warm up thing that I don't, that just doesn't really I don't really like as much, so I just kind of fast forward through that. You're not offending us if you if our little banter is not entertaining and you want to fast forward through us. But again, please continue to give us reviews. We we appreciate it. And sorry, Hebar, that's uh, that's just the way the show is. But we got a review on Monday. That's a five star review. Uh, first time reviewer, short time listener. I'll be 
I'll be binging for some weeks to catch up as I recently discovered this informative and entertaining program. I no longer live there, but I am proud that I was born and raised in Lincoln, Illinois. I'm an LCHS rail splitter, which I'm guessing is Lincoln Community High School. I first heard mention of my hometown in an old episode today, and I look forward to more. Countless times through my life, I had shared the story of Lincoln and Lincoln. Clever. I like that. Uh, Anxious to hear more episodes. Thanks. So... On average, we're three and a half stars this week. Uh, we really appreciate that. That's from Ling Cub, L-I-N-C-U-B, uh, which if you're a Cub fan, that's a great uh, portmanteau there of uh, two words. I like that. So um, thank you for that review. Um, and uh, we'll be in Lincoln sometime. If you're ever visiting home, maybe we'll bump into each other. So thank you for both reviews. We really appreciate it. And again, we always like reviews. We like criticism, both um, positive and constructive. So thank you. You know, but I, I prefer you give us five stars than criticize us. But um, <laughs> either way, either way works. That's fine. Um, this week in Lincoln, Mary, I um, think you have one. I do. And it's um, from uh, our listener, Jim Miller, who he frequently posts on our Facebook page. And he screen capped um, the Jimmy Fallon show from earlier this week. And, of course, Jimmy Fallon, um, because of all that that is going on in the world, he is taping from his house. So it's a photo of him. Looks like he's kind of roughhousing with the kids. And, but there's a painting of Abraham Lincoln in the background, which is pretty cool. And um, as we put the call out about a month ago to say, like, hey, if you have suggestions for this week in Lincoln, you know, have at it. And Jim followed through. So thank you, Jim. Yep, I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought it was a cool picture, too. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So. All right, that pretty much brings us to the end. Any final thoughts from either of you? Oh, I hope wherever you are, Real Split Nation, that you are staying well, you're staying safe. And um, I know it seems like right now the the crisis is, you know, it, it can get scary and all that. But I think, you know, just we're we're going to be okay at the end of all this. We're going to come through and we're all going to be, stronger for it and i find a lot of comfort in lincoln right now and his words and all that so um just you know keep going and thank you for keeping on posting in the the facebook page and on twitter and we appreciate all of you and we hope you're all well right now yep um exactly what you said yep i also agree with that and remember we'll be back in a week again so if that's what keeps you, you know, makes it your days a little bit easier, totally understandable. All right, so that's it for the show. Remember to get your copy of what's the book again, Mary? Oh, um, Tried by War by James McPherson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we talked about. We talked about I was like, books what today, book? So. <laughs> I talked about so many books today. It's kind of the whole show today. Yes, yeah. the, the next uh, real sweater book club, Tried by War. So grab that so you can join the book club, which we'll be starting in two weeks. Uh, the first three chapters. Um, and with that, that is our show. And remember, with malice towards none, with charity for all. Got that right, Rail Split Nation. See ya.